Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Today is a day that we celebrate the earth. Really, a lot of people celebrate the earth. It is Earth Day. Uh, But, you know, Wesley, there's a lot of people that uh, tend to take Earth Day and take it to an absolute extreme. uh, But there's also a way that we as Christians can respond, and we can even use this day as an opportunity to present the gospel. Yeah, it's interesting for someone like me who loves being outside. I don't like to talk about restrictions because I love love appreciating the nature and atmosphere. But I understand from a Christian perspective on how we want to preserve the earth. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, I think you hit something really important. There's a Christian perspective when we're talking about uh, the care of the earth, preservation of the earth, the dominion that we have over the earth from Genesis. Uh, and so, and I'll be honest with you, when it comes to science, I kind of view it in the same way that I view math. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I am absolutely horrible when it comes to science, when it comes to math, when it comes to anything other than reading, writing, literature, those types of things. And so we have pulled in some help. We have Dr. Georgia Purdom. Uh, She has a Ph.D. in molecular genetics from Ohio State University, and right now she is uh, working for Answers in Genesis. So I've got to ask you, Dr. Purdom, what exactly is genetics or molecular genetics? I I don't even know what that is. Okay, well, (laughs) molecular genetics is really the study of um, DNA and all of the proteins and other things that interact with it for it to be able to basically give out the information that makes um, us who we are and all living things um, really who they are. So to kind of understand it better, um, how it works and, and how it's regulated and when it goes wrong, um, what's, you know, with mutations happens and things, um, what that affects and um, looking into it for, you know, disease and and to just kind of an understanding of um, DNA and everything surrounding it, basically. I am so glad that there are people like you out there. Because <laughs> yes. I, and all that stuff goes way over my head. So today we're focusing on Earth Day. Can you tell our people who may not be familiar with what Earth Day is, uh, what exactly is it? Well, I think when, when Earth Day comes to a lot of people's minds, they think about things like, you know, planting trees and reducing um, pollution, you know, conserving our natural resources. And and it certainly can be a reminder of those things that we're to take care of, um, obviously from a Christian perspective, what God has given us to be stewards of. But unfortunately, um, in the very secularized society that we live in, and it has very secular um, beginnings, it's more about... Um, sort of worshiping the earth, you know, thinking about Mother Earth. Um, you can even get ideas like pantheism is. We're all just part of this earth, and, you know, how do we take care of it? And and actually elevating it and worshiping it um, to a level that places what is created um, above uh, the Creator. And the, the founder of Earth Day, who's uh, Gaylord Nelson, said, "...the fate of the living planet is the most important issue facing mankind." So we can see that it really elevates um, the earth above the gospel, um, above mm-hmm. anything else. It's the most important thing that we need to take care of. Well, here at Engage Magazine, we focus much of our time on worldview. We'll spend some time on entertainment, we'll spend some time on heroes, but we spend the majority of it on worldview, and even those other topics would come at it with the worldview. So discussing and looking at the from a biblical worldview when it comes to the earth, versus an evolution worldview as it as it uh, relates to the Earth, what would be distinguish the difference between the two? 
Well, certainly from a creation, uh, from a biblical worldview, you know, we're starting with um, Genesis and that it's literally true and what it says there and that God created Adam and Eve and that he gave them um, dominion. We talk about the dominion mandate in Genesis 1, that we are to um, take care of what God has created. And when we say dominion, a lot of times it has very negative connotations in our culture, but that's certainly not what Scripture intends uh, for that to be. It's so it's to be stewards of, to take good care of um, what God has created. And um, we are the, the leaders, so to speak, here on the earth to be stewards of that and to um, take care of um, animals, take care of the natural resources that we have. Uh, we don't elevate those above people. People are still the most important thing. Uh, but at the same time, we do need to take care of it and um, and be good stewards of it. So that's how we look at it from a from a biblical worldview. Um, from an evolutionary worldview, from a secular worldview, uh, it is kind of interesting. In some ways, I think they can be kind of inconsistent in why they would even believe in Earth Day or that we should take care of the planet. Because from an from a from a secular worldview, how do you even determine what is right and wrong? Um, there is no basis, really, or foundation for that that everyone can agree on in a secular worldview. So if I want to take care of the earth and somebody else does not, how am I supposed to say that person is wrong from a, from a strictly secular worldview? And so um, it's always a little mystifying to me as to how they can even have a really good basis for even wanting to, you know, say that this is the right thing to do, that we have to take care of Earth. They're actually borrowing from a biblical worldview um, to to do that, um, because they don't really have a foundation or a basis from it in a secular worldview. Yeah, and we have a, a couple of articles up, one uh, specifically by Alex McFarland uh, that kind of goes into the Dominion Mandate and, and what does God ask or what does God expect uh, especially of Christians when it comes to caring for the earth. You know, and one of the things, whenever we talk about uh, the earth, whenever we talk about conservation, which conservation is is something that I absolutely love to talk about, uh, but it seems like the conversation will always go into global warming or climate change or, you know, and things like that, which is something that tends to get political. Um, oh, yeah. And so first off, for the Christian, is a discussion on climate change or uh, uh, conservation, which I know those two are often different, mm-hmm. um, are those important conversations we need to be having? I think absolutely. Um, you know, and and one of the things here at you know Answers in Genesis, a lot of people will say, you know, Bill Nye will say, oh, you guys deny climate change. We've never denied climate change. We always agree that the climate is changing. It's been changing ever since the global flood. Um, mm-hmm. And there have been periods where it's warmed up, and there have been periods where it's cooled down. There was an ice age after the flood. So the, the climate does change. I think the, the issue becomes what's causing the change. And so um, although people would say, well, today, you know, man is causing the change, and that's why it's, it's going up, uh, that, again, scientific, there's scientific studies. Some show that maybe it is. Some show that maybe it isn't. So it's really hard to say. Um, what's causing the change. We haven't really been able to get accurate readings of temperatures for long periods of time. It's just over the last couple hundred years. And so there's always been fluctuations, and some of it may be due to even things like cycles of the sun, um, where we have cooling and warming periods. So uh, I think we have to be careful as to what is causing the change. And again, man is the most important thing, not the earth. And so... um, 
you know, I think a lot of times we want to do things within this idea of climate change that will hurt a lot of people, especially in poorer countries, by having the restrictions that they want to put on things when they don't even know if that's what's really caused, that man is the cause of the change. There are a lot of really reputable scientists that don't think that's the case. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. And thank you so much for checking out EngageMagazine.net, where there where you can find many articles that we'll have posted on the front there that discuss Earth Day and how we can uh, view it from a Christian perspective. Today, we have Dr. Georgia Purdom on with us, and we're excited because she has helped us use bigger words and simplify <laughs> them in a way that we can understand them. And she does really, really good work. We're also going to take her article, which we'll discuss in a little bit, called Science worldview neutral question mark we will put that up on our facebook and our social media pages it's a great article that we will discuss here in a minute but before we do one thing at engage we like to do we have discussions of is how we can take a topic and connect it back to the gospel and so how can we bridge the gap because we may be having up we may have some questions or some people may come up to us or just may cross our path this weekend about earth day on how to bridge the gap and so when someone asks us a question about this what would you say to them as far as taking this topic and then bringing it over to the gospel? Well, I think I think about the Romans 1, and that really what happens a lot of times with Earth Day celebrations is that they elevate the, create, the created above the Creator. And that's something that God warns us strongly against um, in Scripture, that we are not to do that, because um, that's not going to save us. Saving the Earth doesn't save us. Um, it's not the most important thing. It certainly comes out of a biblical worldview and out of a should come out of a relationship with Christ. I mean, if we love the Lord and we want to truly serve Him, then we have to take care of um, the world um, that that He has created and that He's given us to be stewards. So it's it's an obedience to um, what He has directed us to mandates that He has given us um, in Scripture. And so I think that's a really good way to call it back to. This, this should come out of the gospel um, as Christians and as we live our lives as Christians. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and one thing, is, as Wesley mentioned earlier, you've got this article uh, that is, is it's up on AnswersInGenesis.org. Uh, it's called Science Worldview Neutral. Whenever we come to anything, you talk about there's different mm-hmm. types of sciences, right? So we've got the historical sciences and then we have the observational sciences. Um, so really quickly, when we're talking about the Earth, and I think this is what's so important, because we come to observational sciences, uh, things that we can see, we can test. Uh, we come to those very similarly to secular scientists. Am I right with that? Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we really try to emphasize at Answers in Genesis is the difference between that there are two categories of science. A lot of people want to deny that, but it is it is a reality that we have observational science, which is what I would do in the lab every day. You know, we... We can test it, we can repeat it, um, we can um, observe it. But um, when it comes to historical science, which is about one-time events that have happened in the past, we can't repeat or test or observe them. And so there our worldviews very much come into play as to what we think happens. Who do we put our trust in? Who is our authority for knowing about the past? Is it what God has said in his word, or is it what man thinks? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, can you scientifically prove George Washington lived? 
right? Because right. you 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 can't test that he lived, or you can't repeat that he lived, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that. There again, the difference there is historical. So when it comes to especially, you know, Wesley and I both have young children. Uh, we love teaching our kids the things about the earth. When it comes to teaching kids and, and asking, hunting and hunting, of course, uh, <laughs> we've only got a few minutes here, and this may be a big guy. question for a few minutes. But when it comes to when our kids ask us about realities of the earth, where did we come from? What about the dinosaurs? Uh, really quickly, one, how can you answer that? And then there again, we don't have a lot of time. So let's talk about resources too, where people can go to get answers to those questions. Well, I always tell people to come to the Answers in Genesis website, which is answersingenesis.org. And we have a really great bookstore on there and a lot of free resources that people can get answers for those types of questions that their kids are going to ask. We've got um, the new Answers books, volumes one through four. Those are a great way for parents to start out with learning that information. We also have a version of that for teens and children, um, Answers books. So it's a great way to really um, help your kids and your teens understand these issues as well. And, of course, we have the Creation Museum um, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, um, so that your kids can come and you can experience this. You can see these things. You can understand how dinosaurs lived along side man. And then we just opened up the ARC. Um, and so the ARC Encounter, which is in Williamstown, Kentucky, just about 40 minutes from the Creation Museum, life-size, biblically-sized ARC. Um, so you which can is come so and cool. And answers a lot of questions about it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, uh, I'm actually hoping to be able to go out there this summer. I'm really looking forward to that. My kids are going to absolutely love it. Um, and so for more information, uh, really quick, give us the website one more time and let us know um, kind of more of what Answers in Genesis talks about on a regular basis. Okay, so you can go to answersingenesis.org, O-R-G, uh, to find out resources. And what we really want to help people know is that they can trust the Bible from the very first verse, that it is true in all that it says, whether it touches on um, history, theology, science, um, whatever it may be that it, that it talks about, that it's true because it is the very Word of God. And so we want to help people know that and then show how things like science and archaeology and history and all of those areas confirm what we read in the Bible. Yeah, I think that's absolutely excellent. Yeah, and that's kind of what she was talking about in her article that will get posted. It's interesting there because I I, this same the same issue that she talked about here in this article has been discussed on other topics, whether it's marriage or pro life, or because the, it's a worldview issue. It's a worldview issue, and they always say, you know, I say the secular progressive, they always want to say, look, don't bring your religion into it. When I'm thinking the whole time, well, yeah, but or don't bring your worldview into it, but yeah, but they're bringing their worldview but, into and, it. And, and the reason for it is, and, and this is the thing that I want you to understand is that no matter what we're talking about, whether we're talking about marriage, whether we're talking about the Earth and Earth Day, and do we want to go plant trees, and how do we do this in light of a worldview of secularism or Christianity? How do we do this? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Thank you, Dr. Purdom and Answers in Genesis for coming on to the program, talking to us today. In the next segment, we're going to talk about how we can take the ideas of Scripture and dominion of the earth and put that into practical application.